What's up, players? Welcome to One Game at a Time, the podcast where we pick one video game from our vast backlog, play through it, then meet to discuss it, review it, and deep dive into the story one game at a time. If you haven't played it yet, don't fret. The first part of our conversation is always spoiler-free, and we'll give you a heads up before that changes. Today's show is about the 2022 game Stray. Now let's get started. What's up, everybody? Louis, I figured we could uh, just kind of smooth into this one. Uh, how are you doing today? Uh, you know, honestly, I've had a stressful last week, and I need a de-stress. Uh, yeah, not a, not a good week. It was definitely not one of my best weeks I've had, and uh, it sucks. But, you know, I'm actually, like, trucking along just fine. I actually, yeah. uh, on, on, the bright, on the bright note, though, I did do three level one i was on three level one shows this week on monday i did a live stream tuesday i did cogs wednesday i did double xp and it's like man i'm just going like like 100 miles an hour every day every day every night dang uh i'm sorry <laughs> to hear that you had a that you had such a rough busy week with the stressful stuff happening um i, I i've been doing good I, i'm still fairly busy i feel like i'm at the very end of like being overly busy and about to go back to my normal level of busy um but then that will happen shortly before i go on a long trip and then i'll be busy in a different way uh i'll be, I'll be busy disconnecting let's say and uh, yeah that's true but you know what's kind of funny is this is our like ever since we started like talking to each other weekly this would be the third uh three for three like go arounds right 2020 2021 and now 2022 mm -hmm. where it's like every november and december you're like hella busy slash we don't talk to each other slash, you know, you're off grid. We can't talk to each other, you know, that kind really? of stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I was going to say, like, I haven't been keeping track, so I don't even remember. But let me let me get 2020 had your wedding. You're, you're, it was your yeah. wedding in 2020, like in November. But you're going to be traveling here. And then and then like last December, we definitely did that thing where we recorded like two weeks in advance or whatever. So we didn't even yeah. like we didn't even say Merry Christmas to each other like like we literally disconnect from each other every <laughs> go around every holidays. Yeah. I uh yeah, I went on um I think I went on a cruise. Yeah, I went on a cruise with Leah for one year anniversary last year. Um we never really had a proper honeymoon by the way because we got married during it was still very much like the thick of the, the pandemic middle. where we yeah. couldn't like do anything. Um and then later on I think like in 2021 as things started opening up we went to vegas and we call we kind of called that um our honeymoon like but we go to vegas fairly often but we just kind of went a little bit more bougie with it um <laughs> and spent a little more money and we're like okay let's let's say this was it and then we we did the cruise for the one year anniversary and that kind of felt like got sick yeah yeah and then uh that <laughs> that's true that kind of completed that but it's it feels like um and i'm it's funny we got into the subject because I was about to tell you that this last weekend I just uh I went to Portland for a weekend. Uh it was my first time in the city, my first time in uh Oregon actually for a wedding. 
and my friend got married and then they uh they went on their honeymoon in europe shortly after and they're going to be gone for like three weeks or something going to multiple countries like damn um, you got your usual suspects like italy and stuff but then they'll always they'll do like two days in italy and then they'll go to like croatia and then like to other like they're going to all these like unusual places after that and it was just like hearing them uh talk about it i was like so happy for uh my friends who got married and they're gonna get to go in on this uh awesome vacation but then i was also like oh man we we never quite had that uh because of when we uh we got married so it's definitely something that's sort of pending like i don't know maybe uh like this year it will be we'll travel to brazil uh but maybe on like the maybe like the three or four year anniversary or something like that maybe we can do something like that you gotta um, if you're gonna do Europe, you gotta like do one of those like what is it the canoe things? Is it Venice or is it? Oh yes, like, yes, yeah. it's in Venice where you do the <laughs> the little yeah. romantic thing in the canoe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you gotta do that. You have to be cliche with it. And, yeah, it's like uh, the most basic uh, honeymoon <laughs> thing ever, right? <laughs> um, yeah, one of my coworkers had one of those pictures, and I'm like, I was like kind of jealous, even though it was basic. It was still pretty cool. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, we had, a we had my, like, my sister visiting for a week, and then we traveled for that wedding, came back, just, I was just immediately back to work, it was very much just a, uh, dude, the day of the wedding was insane, because we had to wake up at, like, 4 a.m. in the morning, because we were catching the first flight, because, uh, we were catching the first flight Saturday morning, and we got there, like, right before the wedding, basically, so we got there, I mean, not right before, but we got there with enough time to, like, grab some coffee, go to the hotel, change, you know, and then like take a shower change and then go to the wedding. Um, so it was like by the by the end of it, we were like pretty much uh, passing out and stuff. Um, and know, then, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, two weeks ago, my, my cousin got married and uh, it was one of the most beautiful weddings I've ever been to. And everybody was crying at that wedding. Yep. This is a this is a, a very nice one, too. It's like a. Um, sorry, did I just interrupt you? No, I was gonna say just I just wanted to know does is this wedding the wedding that you went to was there was there any dry eyes? Yes. <laughs> so I I didn't cry uh, just because I'm not much of a crier. Um, Leah cried a little bit, um, and and plenty of people at the wedding cried, and uh, it was just so nice for us to get to see like these friends that we hadn't seen in years actually, and and get to see a bunch of other other friends that were also invited like mutual friends and stuff like that that we hadn't seen in a while. Um, so it was a cool experience all around. It wasn't too big a wedding. It was like somewhere between forty and fifty guests. Um, mm. So that was cool too, like because it felt a little bit more uh, intimate. Like like Leah and I's wedding was like under twenty people. It was like twelve. Like it was like us plus fifteen people, if I'm not mistaken. Um, this one was, uh, bigger than that, but still like fairly small in the grand scheme of things. So it was, it was nice. Man. And the venue was beautiful and all that. Um, it was sort of like isolated, like in, uh, sort of like in the middle of the mountains, like in between Washington state and Oregon, um, Damn. just like beautiful view and stuff like, um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> this is the wedding podcast, apparently. Yes. <laughs> I, I got to say, like, uh, just to add just to add to it, like my, my cousin's wedding was one of the very few times where it's like, you know, I'm an old, bitter, jaded motherfucker. Right. So like mm -hmm. the idea of true love is like one of those like uh, what is that thing? Like the, the you don't believe it, Bahumbug, in it. Bahumbug uh, that guy that's like, you know, uh, the nightmare before Christmas kind of. Not oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Bahumbug. Mm -hmm. 
like uh, whatever that guy's name is like that's me like right like i'm a very curmudgeon kind of guy and so literally mm-hmm. like i was thinking it was of like, the grinch by yeah the way, well much like the grinch that's still christmas like my heart grew three times larger kind of shit you know like i cried mm-hmm. and uh it was one of those kind of things where it's like um you know just to get more personal like i don't uh, the idea of unconditional love is like foreign to me. Like I think the only unconditional love is like a mother, a parent to a child, not from like spouse to spouse. Right. And so mm-hmm. like that wedding almost made me believe in it. Like I almost believed in that fantasy that that unconditional <laughs> love exists, but it was definitely one of the most stunning ass weddings ever. Like, uh, like the, the groom, you know, he's saying his, uh, his, his vows and it was very good. Like he can sing. So it's like, mm-hmm. damn, and then also it was like he was choking up and like crying during singing it. So it all made everyone, it made everyone cry. And then also like it was very expensive as a wedding because literally like they had like paid for fireworks too. And it was like, it was just lit. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. So it, it was interesting. This is, this is so far somewhere between a wedding podcast and a group therapy session. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Um, but we actually got together to talk about a uh, new little video game uh, about a little cat, a little stray cat, and that game is called Stray. Uh, so, uh, you know, this this game came out earlier this year. Uh, it was sort of a big sensation, even like leading up to the release. I remember when we first saw it, saw it in one of those many, you know, direct uh, E3 place. type presentations, state of yeah. place, whatever. And uh, and I remember that game caught my attention like right away, right? Like I, we always watch these things, and uh, there's so many games that kind of blend together. Or it's like, oh yeah, like I had another farming sim, and and it kind of goes into the back of your head. And unless you're a really big fan of that of that genre, and maybe that excites you, uh, but with me, I'm always look I'm always looking at for stuff that like stands out, right? Like what what looks like something that I haven't seen before. And I remember this game. From the visuals, the the aesthetic of it, and just the presentation, the idea of playing as a cat immediately, I was like, "Oh, this is cool." Um, and it came out, you know, it, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people were were playing it. Obviously, it's not too long a game, so people beat it and moved on to something else fairly quickly. But it did kind of took a little bit of the internet uh, conversation for I think a good like week or two, right? Um, yeah, yeah, it was a and, meme. Yeah, it was <laughs> exactly. It had its. It had its uh, little 20 minutes of fame to an extent. And then uh, Louis and I got to uh, go and play it. I think we I think we started it not too long after the game came out. And then uh, Louis finished it pretty quickly. I ended up getting sidetracked. So I was I was gone from it for like a month. And then I went back, finished it. Um, and then now it's already been a little bit since I finished it too. Um, we're finally <laughs> yeah. getting together to talk about it. So just, oh, you know, give me some, uh, some entry. Like, I don't know, like some entry point thoughts for the for the podcast here like big picture you know what what do you want to say about this game you know the game is just ultimately ultimately about playing as a cat and really mm-hmm. you know who doesn't want to right it's okay <laughs> we can if 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 untitled goose game can get nominated for game of the year maybe even win in some publications you know why not <laughs> why can't we yeah. have a cat game uh it mm-hmm. almost kind of makes it like it almost kind of makes me want to see like more games just play as an animal like that's the mechanic so we've seen snake pass on like switch right you know uh-huh. uh now we got to see we see on title goose game now we got stray um is there a game specifically about being a dog i don't know maybe there is i just can't think of it but like i want to see just more games like we had a vr game playing as a falcon right you know right. so just i guess playing as an animal is kind of cool 
I guess, I yeah. guess developers have just sort of unlocked that <laughs> hidden potential. Yeah, there. for sure. And 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 there's something kind of interesting with this game. I feel like uh, the the gameplay of it is is kind of built on this idea of being a cat and what you can do as a cat. And a lot of it, it seems like a lot of the motivations for the design decisions of of how you were going to play interact with this game and interact with this world uh, did come from like you know what would a cat do, right? What can a, what can a cat do? Or a cat can jump, you know, pretty high. A uh, a cat can uh, you know fall basically fall graciously and uh, on on its four on its four little feet. Um, a cat can meow. A cat can sleep. <laughs> right. A cat can uh, scratch at doors and stuff like that and and knock things off the shelves. Um, and and that's kind of the the mechanics you're you're given in in this game. Um, so did it and, and it, did it, did it feel? Do you, do you think they they did a good job at like making you? truly feel like you were playing as a cat <laughs> most definitely like i def i definitely enjoyed like just knocking furniture over and stuff like that it was, oh yes it was and also like just being able to like squeeze through like really tight like you know corners and stuff like that it was definitely really uh, satisfying and uh just uh there's a lot of places where you can just sort of take little cat naps and just when you have the dual sense controller and just feeling like your 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 controller is purring, like you're you're feeling the mm -hmm. like the breath, like you're the cat's breathing, and like it's so cool. It's a nice little sensation, um, you know. With also with the speaker, you just just hear it, you you sense it. Yeah, it's like an advertisement here. But yes, no, <laughs> I think the the controller aspect was really cool. Um, there's definitely like in terms of the actual game itself, it definitely it toes the line for me from a realism perspective because it almost kind of felt like the game was ex like like the cat was like a human i guess mm -hmm. uh, and so to speak from an from an intelligence standpoint um you know you're given quests to do and you know a storyline to to overcome like you're you're left to go on your own for like a good place it's like i need you to make go, go over there to the uh, to this place and 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 turn on the switch for me i believe in yeah. you and you think a real cat would like, even if a cat did understand you, which let's just, that's a stretch already. Most cats are like, fuck you. I'm just going to go curl up over here and <laughs> not listen to you. <laughs> well, people will feel, people can feel very passionate about those kinds of uh, conversations, by the way, that the philosophical idea of like you, uh, well, there, there's already a philosophical idea of like how much do animals think, right? And like how do their brains work? And, and uh, you know, there's a religious standpoint of whether like do animals have a soul and stuff like that. I definitely believe, yes, like I don't necessarily know, like the concept of soul that I believe in is a little bit different. Um, but I, I think animals are, are as much as uh, soulful beings as, as we are. Uh, but then with the understanding, right? Like with the language, there are people that will swear by their, their pets understanding them. And I, I think I've definitely seen animals be able to understand like words or commands. Obviously we know that, right? But yeah, it's there there's a difference between that and like full on conversations and instructions. So I, I don't believe it goes that far. But some people do believe that. Some people yeah. believe that very strongly, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've had experiences with animals like one time like I ran into like a stray dog that actually wasn't a stray dog, but more like he had a collar on his neck. And it was just mm -hmm. a dog that got out of the backyard of one of my neighbors' uh, house. And mm -hmm. uh, I walked up to the dog, looked at his collar, and saw his name was Marshall. Uh, so when I read it out loud, uh, the dog turned to me 
Like, well, huh? Like, he understood his name. So when I said Marshall, he responded to it because, you know, he understood mm-hmm. that I called him by his name. You know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, even just the other day, I was at my aunt's ranch, and I, I just said the word inside, like, uh, and the dog just went to the door and sat on the door waiting for me to open the door for him. Yeah. You know, it's like, I wasn't trying to tell him, let's go inside. He's like, oh, yeah, let's inside, let's go. I'm like, and it's not even my dog, you know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> yeah. There's also those mind-blowing videos on, uh, like, TikTok and other social medias about people that will teach their animals how to use these, like, big keyboards. Buttons. Basically, yeah. or, yeah, this, these buttons with different commands. And I, I think that's insane. At the same time, I do feel like sometimes they're... There's a little bit of a stretch, like in some of the videos where like, um, like where the, the animal will like say something like almost, uh, too deep for an animal <laughs> to say. Right. And I'm like, did they really know, did they really know what they were saying? Or was that just like a random coincidence? Right. Um, but I, the idea that they, I mean, it's very clear that they can totally learn and understand how to be like, yeah, like they need food or they need to like, you know, go out for the bathroom and stuff like that. Louis, I, I figured I should have asked you this in the beginning of the podcast, but I didn't. Are you a cat person? No, I'm a dog person, but mm-hmm. I did own a cat back in like 2010, 2012. Um, yeah, I, I was never a cat person until I, beca- until after I got out of high school, when I got my first cat. And I've only owned two cats in my life. Um, it was a black cat, and then a, and then like a like a uh, this really weird like multicolored cat. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I I didn't really like the 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 multicolored cat. Yeah, kind of dumb. But the black cat was so cool. <laughs> the the black cat was the coolest motherfucker. He was like one of those like stoner stoner bros. You know, mm-hmm. I got him high on catnip all the time, and he just wanted to just chill. Uh, and uh, like he was like a, a roommate. He was like a roommate that went out on the weekends to go slang some poontang and then come back after a rager. Oh my uh, god, that's so funny, man. So <laughs> which funny. he did. He freaking I'm pretty sure he knocked up all the cats in my neighborhood, but mm-hmm. yeah, I guess uh I guess like a candle that burns twice as bright lasts half as long because one time he left and he never came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh you know, I'm a I'm a dog person as well. I grew up. Uh, my family always uh, had. You know, if we had any pets, we we always had dogs. Um, then, um, but Leah is a is a big cat person. She had many cats throughout her lifetime. She told me the craziest stories about all these uh all these different cats and their different personalities and levels of intelligence. And um, her family, uh, her mom has a cat that they've um like saved rescued like a long time ago, and they. They've had it. They've had him for many years. So I see that cat whenever I visit. Um, I visit my in laws, and I I I used to dislike cats. Like I would straight up say like I don't like cats. Um, but you know, as I've interacted with cats a little bit more throughout my life, from knowing people that have him, um, my aunt is a is a cat lady as well. Like the kind that um has many cats in in her house. I um, <laughs> yeah. I I just like slowly over time like like learn to kind of appreciate cats for what they are a little bit better i definitely think that they there are a lot of uh pluses and conveniences to having a cat over having a dog so i feel i could see a situation where when i'm older perhaps at some point i will want to own a cat um but i don't know right now we're trying to stay away from having pets because um there's 
it's a lot of work, honestly. <laughs> like I'm at a, I'm at a point in my life where I kind of want to minimize any work that I don't need to have. Um, well, that's the thing, though. Cats are lower maintenance than dogs. That's yes, one of the pluses for sure. You don't have to take them outside because you just get a litter box. All you got to do is just clean the litter box, and that's about it, which is not mm -hmm. very difficult to do. Um, sure. Yeah, I will say, like, just cats have uh, they tend to have a little bit more devil may care like personalities more than anything like they tend to like just lounge <laughs> um <laughs> dogs they tend to be more like attentive to you but they also need yeah. like inner they, they need, need more a, attention yeah exactly yeah um so we talked a little bit about the gameplay you were talking about how the the character of the cat is like a highly intelligent cat as if it was a human but i i had a different way that i looked at the game which was that like in quotes, the cat was as intelligent as you as a player were, right? Like the cat is basically a like a like an agent of the player. Uh, but I I I found that in the actions that the cat does, right? Like the actions themselves, the cat is not doing anything in the game that a regular cat would not be able to do, right? So in quotes, it's almost like the you you as the human player the cat is intelligent only as much as you or the human player are to control it but the actions of the cat are still limited to the realistic actions of the cat except for the partnership with this robot that you encounter in the beginning of the game uh which kind of becomes the your companion character your navi let's say <laughs> it for uh for this game which is b12 and i i thought that was there was so much cleverness to that in the sense that like hey like like how do you how do you actually there there are actions there are things that you want to happen in this game things that you want to drive the plot that wouldn't work with it just being a cat right like how can a cat unlock a fucking <laughs> like unlock a safe with a with a password or something right like it, they they couldn't that that would be a stretch and then that's where the the partnership with uh with B12 comes in and that's how so, how you how the story of the game is kind of delivered um, so do you, do you have anything to say about that, that aspect of it? Well, like there, there's many things that happen within the game that like required stealth, right? Cats, you know, like that, you know, like when you think about like a, like a cat thief, you know, that kind of stuff, it makes sense you know, that a cat could stealth, but it was yes. some things, some movements were a little bit too intentional that a cat wouldn't just do like them mm -hmm. you know, staying out of spotlights and stuff. There are things that were uh, like environmental puzzles as well, where you have to like move like these, uh, these, uh, um, I don't know, these oh, big yeah. squares and stuff like that, like and hack stuff. And well, not, I don't know, actually, no, you hack with B12, so the cat isn't doing it itself. But there were some th certain things that, you know, were like there's like this uh, pneumatic tube that just like you need to like raise it and lower it and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a little too human y. Yeah. You know, it's like toes the line for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's fair. Uh what did you think of uh B twelve as a character and sort of like honestly the, the character of the world in a way, like these this world that's been infested by uh or dominated by robots where the your your main character, the cat, is seemingly like the only living being, you know, without spoiling what happens later on, but at least like at in your first like you know, in your first hour of the game you're already kinda perceive that this is a some some sort of a post-apocalyptic world where there aren't really uh any other life forms besides your your cat um like what did you think of that world setup and and also the character of b12 perhaps other characters that you encounter in the story 
Well, the the world setup was actually done pretty well. I like the way they revealed things slowly over time. It uh, it that has like it has a pretty good consistent world logic to it and how things got to the way they were. Um, it almost uh, feels a little hopelessness, like a little hopeless at times, especially with mm-hmm. the way the characters, the way they respond to certain questions. Um, I think the 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 B12 character, like he was a, definitely a fun character for me. Definitely like a. a how do I put this? Like one of those like ray of shining lights kind of things where he had like a little bit of uh, comedic relief for me as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize how much uh, I, how I needed him, especially when there's certain parts of the games that happen later on. And um, the twist there, he had a twist, but you know, honestly he didn't, it was so telegraphed that it was, it really a twist if it was telegraphed? Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise, yeah, I liked I liked the world. I liked the way it was designed. It almost had uh, um, a horror element to it for like a split mm-hmm. second because the when the when all the robots react to you when you show up uh, was almost like you know like a horror game. Like they were scared of you, and then you're 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 scared of them. Everyone's starting to panic and freak out. Even the little those little like critters that were like trying to like attack you and stuff, and you're running away from them. It's like like a swarm. And it has like that little horror ish element, yeah. but then it doesn't. After like five minutes, it goes away, and it just sort of, you know, yeah. it's sort of uh, more adventurous than it is scary. For, for the most part, it was a very um, chilling and relaxing game, and then and then it has it, it has a few moments where where it gets a little bit more intense, right? Where you got you got to traverse through certain environments that are infested with the with the enemies that you fight, and then just kind of having to avoid them for the most part because uh, you don't really have a way to fight back. Um, until maybe at some point you do. Um, all right, let me, uh, since we didn't do game facts yet, let me just go through this list right now. Um, and then, uh, we're gonna take a quick break and switch into the spoiler mode. Um, so Stray was released on July 19th, 2022. Uh, that was about three months ago for us. Uh, it is an adventure game is how the genre is defined. Uh, it is available on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and also on Steam on uh, for PC. I just found that out when I was looking stuff up. Um, it was developed in Unreal Engine 4. Uh, how Long to Beat has it at 5 hours for the main story and 9 hours for Completionist. Um, I don't know if I agree with those numbers, actually. Um, it was published by Annapurna Interactive, which, as we mentioned sometimes, when you see an indie game published by Annapurna, it's usually quality. Uh, developed by Blue 12 Studios. They seem to be a new studio. I looked them up. There's not really a lot of information. They're a small team from the south of France. Uh, it said on their website, mostly made up of cats and a handful of humans. Um, seems like this was their first game. Uh, couldn't find a lot of information on the cast either. Or I think the, the voice in the game is just like, it was probably just the developers that, uh, that did it. Um, and uh, just, or maybe even recorded their own cats and stuff like that. Um, the only devs name dev names IGN I can find up. is that uh yeah go ahead. Uh, IGN put up an article where they like showed the picture of the cat that they used to record as the cat that they used looks nothing like the cat that you play as. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that's a little that's a little disappointing, you know that, uh, that 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 that's the case. But you know what? What can you do? You know, I guess they I guess they're just an actor after all. Uh, <laughs> the. Director of this game is somebody ca- uh, called Colas Kula. Uh, it was written by Vivian Mermet Guyane and Steven Lerner. Um, 
so yeah, that's just some general information about the game. I, I did want to say with the how long to beat. So uh, the game, I think, took me about seven hours, and I think it was around the same time it took for you. Um, I think it was closer to six, but yeah, I would say I would say six ten maybe. Yeah, you know. that's my personal guess. But I also didn't get the platinum. I never played the game after I beat the game. Like I wanted to go back and do it, and uh, yeah, it sucks. I didn't make the time for it, but maybe I'll still get the platinum anyways. I have a criticism related to that. Actually, is that I wish that once you finish the game, that you could just jump into any particular chapter or like part of the game or or something, or like maybe just like explore the world openly to uh, get the the final collectibles or whatever the stuff do the stuff you didn't do uh but from what i could tell there's no option to do that once you finish it all you can do is just restart it from the beginning right so wait whenever you play the game um during the middle of your game you can go to any chapter that you've played before right really i didn't i couldn't figure out how to do that i did i mean i actually restarted a chapter like i i missed a uh I missed a, a trophy and I went back and played the chapter. I like, uh, there's like a, like a scene selector and mm -hmm. it's always the start of every chapter. So like I had to play chapter two or something like that, or chapter three or whatever, like okay. twice, essentially, so uh, not realizing that I was going to go back to that main hub world later on in the game and get those collectibles. Even if I, right. you know, I thought I, I thought I missed them, but didn't know that. Um, but yeah, no, like I remember specifically that there is a scene selector now could it be like Ori and the Blind Forest situation where like after you B-roll credits and then it gets taken away, that would suck? I mean, I would believe it, but I haven't tried it myself personally. Yeah, so after I rolled credits, I wanted to do a like a sort of a platinum run, run as well. So I, I fucked around in the menus looking for some kind of scene select like in the menus themselves and I didn't find anything. Uh, but yeah, I didn't realize there was one in game. So it might be one of those situations where I just need to like start the game again and then I should be able to, um, I don't know. Um, the, the game is not, uh, too long, but I, I wouldn't say it's like too short either as in like, I mean, it's, it's a right length, but what I mean is it's not short enough to where I feel like going back and replaying the whole thing. Right um right right away Same. maybe one day so i at this point i feel like i'm probably not going to pursue any more trophies in this game damn yeah. um maybe i still will but yeah i um one trophy i'm gonna get spoiled this trophy there's like places there's multiple places for you to like nap do your little cat naps oh yeah and um one trophy has spoiler. you uh <laughs> has you um sleeping in a spot for one hour in real world time Yep. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that trophy. Like yeah. I stayed on one of those scenes for like five minutes and I got bored. I was like, all right, let's, let's take a, let's get back yep. to it. Me too. Because the, the way the scene happens makes, it's one of those things where like, if you played enough games, you know, like the moment you go and you sit down and you start sleeping and the camera starts zooming out, like you go like, oh, you know what? There's probably a trophy for this. Right. Like that's, that's what <laughs> yeah. I thought too. So like I, and, 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 I, and I think two different points, I let it sit there for a while. And then, uh, yeah, and then it didn't trigger anything. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me just move on. And then later I looked it up and I saw that it was a whole hour. So I feel like that's too much. I don't like that because like, to me, that, uh, that is a trophy that realistically nobody would get like during playtime, unless yes, you are intentionally, correct. you know, trying to get it after seeing it on the list. And you're literally going to have to have your console running for a full yeah. hour. I just, 
I feel like it's a waste they could of electricity. Have... <laughs> exactly. Um, they could have achieved the same effect by just having it be five minutes. <laughs> yes. You know, or or even less. Uh, so Hell, I'm not... I would even give it fifteen or twenty minutes because that's actually the the definition of a cat nap in for humans. <laughs> yeah, that makes um, sense. Uh, but you know. Yeah, that's the one thing that I didn't agree with as far as the trophy list, because uh, then um, that just basically, again, goes you to your completionist run, because then you have to go back and, and do it. The game gives you a lot of opportunities, by the way, in pretty much every chapter where you can, like, you know, take a cat nap. So mm -hmm. there's multiple try uh, opportunities, um, and yeah. Um, but otherwise, just as a, as a just to sort of wrap up the, the non-spoiler section, uh, overall, I think the game is kind of kind of mid you know it's fun mm -hmm. but it's mid that's all i gotta say um i i'm i look at it this is one of those where i'm in a little bit of a more positive light than you i i feel like this game does not necessarily do much that is um like i don't know like impressive or um it's not reinventing a genre or anything like that it's um but i I very much enjoyed it. I uh I, I feel like I, I enjoyed it enough to uh to wanna give like higher praise. I, I think it has like I said, like it's it stood out to me when I first saw it. Um I think in a in an ocean of uh of indie games that we have nowadays, I definitely think this is this is one of those that deserves some extra attention. I I definitely liked it better than uh Untitled Goose Game, personally. <laughs> Um, I, I will say this: the game has its novelty aspect to it. I'm not gonna mm -hmm. lie, but do you think that the game would have packed a better punch if they concentrated it to three hours instead of six? Possibly, yeah, possibly. But at the same time, I don't know. Like it was, um, I never felt quite like a like a chore to play it. I feel like there's a there's a little bit like it reinvents itself a little bit with each chapter to the point where i think it kind of kept it interesting for me all throughout um yeah throughout like new mechanics and hours. stuff yeah yeah um and it's kind of cool too that there you find these parts of the it in, in a certain way it's almost like in the game you're going through different mini open worlds um where like like you have kind of like this linear section but then or the game is linear overall but then you at certain points you get to these open areas um the, this open city where you can kind of run around and you have like some side quests almost in quotes and i actually i i, I really like this idea of we're so used to open world game design being about like bigger and bigger and bigger you know like oh look how huge this map is and stuff like that that the idea of like a tiny like no like just go around and explore this this little city and there is a linear story here and just like a handful of extra things that you can do um, I kind of enjoy that, um, that, that concept. I almost want to see more indie games do that, uh, implement that idea. So, I uh, definitely like it. I liked it. I definitely recommend it. Um, now I understand, now I understand why the game is technically an adventure game, because if you think about it back in the day, uh, you know, like when you think of like point and click adventures, like Grim Fandango and stuff like that, yes. there's a lot of times where like. It's a linear story, but there's a lot of side paths and stuff like that, like chapters where you're like, you can sort of go off the beaten path and then go back into the, like the, um, you know, it's an adventure game, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's actually very, very good. That's a good labeling. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's interesting because this is one of those games where it would be typically hard to give it a genre, to be honest, because a lot of people at first thought it was going to be a, 
like a platformer, but it wasn't quite a platformer either. Because uh, the challenge of the game is not really about making jumps, you know, like a, the challenge in a platformer is about like not missing the jump, right, effectively. And and this yeah. game wasn't really about that. Like you always made the jump. You had to like plan the jump first, almost like, you know, find the direction to point and like, and then the moment you kind of directed it and you pressed the button, you would always make the jump, which is very true for a cat, right? Like it's very appropriate uh, that it would work that way. So it almost did feel like like you mentioned a point and click adventure i feel like that is the closest genre you can give to it because every time you're going from one platform to the other the flow is look around figure out where you want to go you know point the camera in the right direction and then and then and then almost like click it right like to get there there's Um, environmental puzzles and items that you got to collect and use in different places just like a point and click adventure you got to like think outside the box and just set up a chain reaction like like point and click adventures to progress things damn that's good absolutely all right so that is it for our non-spoiler section we're gonna go on a quick break and then whenever we're back we're gonna hit up the spoilers So, uh, people have been warned. We're now going to go on full spoilers for Stray. Uh, so where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about kind of the, the surprises or the twist of the story and how it, uh, how it resolves? Um, I don't even know. I was like, I, I want to go straight to like a B12 and his, and his, uh, reveal. Yeah. But I don't do know it. if that's, if that's the right to start at the end. Um, but yeah, let's go oh. for it. Cause I, I feel like that's like the best play here. Um, yeah, I'm okay with that. So B12 is was based he was the he was a scientist that tried to upload the like the human mind into like uh an AI to like basically like f- copy and paste the human mind into like so- software, hardware software. Mm-hmm. And uh I guess he was trying to save humanity, but ultimately he failed. He was his transfer process didn't go through all the way but then somehow you as the cat you finished the process and you brought him to life as b12 but he was uh you know he didn't have his full memories and you spent the whole entire game entire game uh bringing back his memories back to life or back to his you know his consciousness uh so then he remembers that he was as that scientist he failed in his mission and he sees his failures and that's kind of sucks uh ultimately he's trying to like you know do right by the current society that he sees and just reopen up the gates so that the city is free um, and that robots, the robots that remain that created their own civilization without their human masters, I guess, can, mm-hmm. can thrive. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think that you sort of like got like the full story of the game from, from the game? Or was this one of those where you went looking for a YouTube video after it so that it could help add some context to the, to the stuff that you played? No, no, I got it all. I actually never watched uh, any kind of YouTube explainer. I didn't, mm-hmm. not like, unlike Bioshock or anything like that. I did not see any explainer. I did not look at any Wikipedia, like, until now. Uh, I didn't see any kind of recaps. I got the yeah. full breadth of the full, the full scope of everything, mostly because, well, for starters, 
I did get every memory. Like I didn't miss one. Um, mm-hmm. And I only like missed like maybe two or three naturally. I like went to like uh, IGN's like guides to f- so that way I didn't miss it. But otherwise, I fully like followed the uh, the chronology of everything and what he was talking about. Uh, not to mention like all the other like NPCs in the world were just sort of like filling you in as well. Um, it's kind of self-explanatory, um, mm-hmm. the kind of society that was built there in that underground city. And uh, yeah, I it just the 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 game's climax, which is really weird because normally when you think about like finales in game, they tend to go big and bold and stuff like that. But this one was just more of a just him realizing just you know what was going on like yeah. you know we need to you know we need to start something i don't know what he was trying to do like when he was trying to get out but he was trying to start something and he's like i was like we are basically humanity's last hope or last whatever and then and then when he realized that he was about to die he's like carry the torch cat carry the torch yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i i mean i i got the story too through the game i i did watch some i tried watching i think one i watched one youtube video right after it just because i like doing that whenever i finish a game anyway and then uh, i watched another one today just in preparation for this podcast uh, but just like as a recap um of the story and what happens in the game and i i feel like the game does a good job at delivering its story. Uh, but I also feel like at certain points I might have been a little confused at the motivation of the character, right? With the, with B12. It's like, what? Um, at first I was like, what? what is really going on? I mean, he's just trying to, like, recover his memories and stuff. And then at the end, like you, like you just said, like, you know, hey, carry the torch, you know, with the cat. It's like, what? what does that even mean? <laughs> like, uh, I was I was a little confused. Like, is is there still humanity in the in the world is that a mystery that is intentionally left like up to interpretation right like um did uh is the cat like outside of this closed off quarantine metal city uh that we see you know the gates open for and the, the cat like goes goes off in the horizon at the end like like what exists outside of that city um is something that i'm very I'm uh, curious about and wondering and um I, I will like, say I do feel like we got some cinematic blue balls going on because I think that the ending would have been better had we had a scene where the cat reunited with the cats that she got separated from. Right, right. Um I think I saw on like the YouTube video that I watched after it, they they said it at the end almost as a joke, like, you know, we don't we don't get to see if the cat gets reunited with their friends, but uh maybe that's for the maybe that's for the sequel. um and it made me wonder about that like i don't necessarily think this game uh would have a sequel uh to me it would make more sense for the team to go off and do something else um maybe make a dog game next in a sequel (laughs) there's only two things you can do in a sequel number one uh reunite with the cats and number two find uh, a vestige of humanity right like uh maybe like the cat took a like a little chip from b12 or whatever like took it off of him so that way you, you can copy it over and just like read those memories or whatever and so they can like humans can be like oh my god our ancestors or something like that i don't know like yeah. that would be the only thing you could possibly do in a, in a sequel is to sort of close the loop i guess or like get like tie like further tie everything in a nice little bow mm-hmm. um although the game just you know even even with me bitching I, I don't think the game really needs that closure, you know? You can I agree. Just sort of, 
leave it up to interpretation. Yeah, it does have a good enough like self-contained story. I feel like even the things that we're picking at and wondering like like oh what about this? What about that? I I don't think they necessarily need to be answered. You know, uh, there there's some of those questions that sometimes are better left unanswered and and just kind of up to everybody's interpretation and imagination. Um, you know, something that I I like to I thought it was interesting. I I was thinking about as I was playing the game is that um the time I think the timeline of this game is not very clear. There's a lot of like theorizing about like like how long has it really been like since humanity is like completely gone right and you have no like you have no other uh life forms basically in this world it's very hard for you to tell or make a judgment i don't think it's clear at any particular point like how many years has it been right like has it been a hundred years hundreds of years thousands of years like it could be literally any amount of time and in a similar note, because you're dealing with all these robots, right? Like, what does time feel like to them? Like, they're not aging, you'd assume. Um, so I just, I just, I kept thinking about that for some reason, that there's something kind of interesting that, like, this entire story could have happened in this very, like, small percentage of time of the existence of this world. And that um, they literally, like... They literally could have been there, like, doing the same loops, you know? Like, like the guys, like, the robots going to the club and dancing at the club and the robot, like, <laughs> cl like cleaning his store or whatever. The one at the bar, like, this idea that they could have been in that constant loop, like, for hundreds of years. Um, until, like, there was a, a, uh, a, a living creature to fall in there and kind of break break the loop and I, I only say that because it's like I, it's almost like over analyzing the video gamey nature of it um <laughs> you know the fact that all these characters all these npcs are just kind of standing there with like a like a scripted action that i just thought it was funny to it's imagine very, that yeah that's very majora's mask thinking of you you know <laughs> yeah in a loop that you got to break um yeah you know what you're right time would definitely be more of an abstract thing for them of a robots um that are essentially immortal. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I was like, did, did they care? Were the robots, were they animated with rust on them? I don't know. But True, I, I, I got to say, uh, there was one, there were two, a pair of robots where like it was a father-son dynamic. <laughs> so how does, mm -hmm. like, how does, like, how does a, a robot come to, you know, say father or son or whatever? And also that, the fact that that robot acted like a bratty teen at times, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um. By the way, let me ask you this. I, did you collect every piece of musical uh, music sheets? No, I didn't do game? so well with the collectibles. I um, Really? Yeah, unfortunately. I, I feel like I had... I was, I, was, I was trying. I think with the music sheets, I think I missed one. And I'm not sure where. Yeah. Um, and then with the memories, I think I missed like two or three. Like you said, like, like, like you had before you went after a guide. Um, and I guess in my head, I was just like, oh, yeah, once I beat the game, I'll go and I'll find these last few things. Um, and then I then, you know, I should have <laughs> checked whether that was something yeah. that I could do or not. Um, um, so, yeah, I got all eight music sheets. And uh, number one, I, OK, you, I definitely don't appreciate that the budget is showing itself uh, because the the character that plays the guitar, you know, playing off the music sheets He's animated to play the song in one way. Like, he's animated, and that's the animation. He's playing mm -hmm. the guitar. And then the song could be, could be uh, have a, a, a slow part and or a silent part 
but the guy is still playing the guitar. <laughs> so there's no <laughs> there's no in sync. I'm so like I'm so right. used to like The Last of Us, like you know, sort of like spoiling the higher us. budget stuff. Yeah, yeah, to like them actually playing the frets and stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't appreciate the the the, the low budget there. You know, like the, the that bum guy, that bum robot just playing music on the side on the side of the streets. Um, <laughs> The actual music itself, I think only one or two of those songs were actually good. The rest were kind of like meh. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Did you? What did you th- think? What did you think of the songs? Like, if you remembered any of one of them? Um, I honestly, if anything, I uh, I kind of wished that I had more control at times in those moments, like where he would start playing the song, and I almost wished I could just like stop it, like stop it, and like give him the. Because I think I collected a bunch of sheets, and then I went to him, like with all of them at once. So mm-hmm. I didn't even want to hear the full thing for the most part. <laughs> I just kept being like, okay, can I just give you the next one so that I see if I can pop a trophy here or something? And um, yeah, so they didn't particularly attract me necessarily. I don't think there was any of them that I was that I was really into. And, um, you know, the music, that makes me think about the music of the game overall. And I think the music of the game is not bad. Um, but I don't know if it really stood out to me either. It felt like... Um, I don't know. It felt like it it's was just, just there. Yeah. yeah. It's also kind of mid as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, just to give you like a little heads up about it. Yes, you do get a trophy for collecting, uh, collecting all eight music sheets. You also get uh, a badge. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but like your character, when a B12 is equipped to you, you have like a little vest, like a little cat vest. Mm-hmm. And uh, those badges are on your vest. Like they oh, are that's cool. like they're like in it so like yeah i didn't collect one of the badges i missed one by accident and so i could have gotten an achievement for collecting all badges um but also you do get a a a brand new vest so there's like you know i think it's like a black vest that you wear but you got a like a rainbow chromed out vest when you have all the memories collected but what's really weird is that you collect the final memory in the final chapter of the last scene so like you literally get to enjoy that vest for like one scene and then Mm -hmm. the game is over so i don't know if you keep that vest in a second playthrough like you might Uh, i'm assuming that you may keep the vest and or the badges when you're doing your your achievement run i hope that's the case uh but i don't know that to be true or not but i would imagine that's the case okay um Louis, do you have any particular shout out to any part of the game like any chapter or any um like um level or anything like that um i want to say that generally i just enjoy the more open worldish uh parts of it um you know exploring the slums and just kind of seeing where you could jump to and and how you could sort of navigate and traverse through those environments while trying to collect the collectibles um, and I'll, I'll apply that to the, to the other city you go to as well. I think it's called Midtown, uh-huh. um, where just kind of exploring all the different places in there as well. I think those are the places that to me, the game really, the game was really shining with its, um, uh, like with the level design, with the art style, the effects, there's like this like neon coloring to this game that I think is really cool. Um, so like there's this, there's this one part in Midtown where like, uh, a character is like trying telling you where to go, and she like left her apartment like very abruptly, mm-hmm. and so her character leaves hints in her personal belongings. Oh yeah, uh, to where you where to find her, and so like you as the cat 
need to search through the stuff and scan it or whatever and then read the the sentence right it's a, it's a sentence that's broken up into three or four parts mm-hmm. and it's like i am at the place <laughs> where we met or something like that right or that's whatever true. the fuck yeah, it said yeah. and so again that's a little like pushing the limits of the intelligence of a cat you know what i mean <laughs> for sure for sure <laughs> you uh, forgot about that didn't you <laughs> i did and it's also it's like it's such a simple like i, I it, from like a game design perspective to it almost feels like i don't want to call it lazy right but it, but it almost feels like it's like it's so basic like it's just such a basic idea <laughs> or like all the all the puzzles of the game are like very straightforward right there it's like um the the key is the time or something and then you look at the clock oh, yeah the and then you have four that, clocks yeah. with like one one two like the time is like different on all four of them and you just type in the code that's yeah yeah um um, it was, was I, I don't know but uh, i i thought it was kind of enjoyable to play a game where i felt like i didn't have to think too hard like on any particular <laughs> point you know to get through it uh but yeah like i said there was also the one part what i was alluding to about the pneumatic tube or whatever like there's this part mm-hmm. where you have to sneak into this factory like and you have to go through a whole like thing right with another guy like he's gonna help you sneak in right yes you know it's like get in the box and stuff like that i'll distract him and like there's all this stuff right again human intelligence right but then you have to like sneak past in this in this Metal Gear Solid style, like avoid the 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 you know the detecting the the light, the cameras with the lights, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. you know the circle lights. And then after that, you get into this one room, and then you have to like essentially like turn on these boxes that have wheels on it, and then you have to like guide them to stand still and get yep. to this part where you, you know, it's like. There, and then you have to go into this room where that's adjacent to it, so you can let it out. And then, like again, it's super con- convoluted. Comp, not, I wouldn't say convoluted for a human, but definitely convoluted for a cat. And that's what I was trying to say. There's like so many examples where it's like you're talking to this cat in English in full sentences, and having it like, yeah, I, I got you. Don't worry, fam. You know, it's like <laughs> it's a lot of that. Um, I don't know, know why that maybe, didn't bother maybe, me at all, to be honest. Maybe it's I, you know. Maybe it's because it's a thousand years into the futures and cats like suddenly involved that you know, evolved into that intelligence. Yeah. Know? It could be. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> a stray cat that presumably had never seen a human in their life can understand <laughs> English in full. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah. Uh otherwise, you know, like I said, the game the game it's fun. It's like the game I, I joke, but like there were some cool sequences, especially like uh my like one of my favorite chapters. Uh, well, first off, the game the game makes you feel very powerful when you had like the the little light that can kill those things, but also yep. made it so it's like a limiter, so it's like you can't just spam it because it'll like run out of juice or whatever. Yeah. So that's always like that little like the nice balance between feeling powerful and also feeling helpless because whenever you hold held the hold L one too long and then suddenly you're like mm-hmm. you're out, you're out. It's like you're fucked. It's like that little tension, right? But then also, um. The game did, you know, I got mad at the game when you got to Midtown because you lost the light. And I'm like, motherfucker, I need the light, you know? <laughs> but then you, but then the game was designed without without much more enemy interactions for the rest yeah. of the game for the most part. So you don't need the light, but you felt like you needed it. And then on top of that, the game takes away B12 from you from a chapter. So you yep, spend the, the chapter of the it's game. It's the tropey cliche thing that so many games do where it's like, oh, this chapter, you don't have your powers anymore. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> yes, the, exactly. The old, like every yeah. Zelda game has a thing like that. And it's a very. You're no more uh, weapons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're depowered. 
and uh, I, I I appreciated it in this game though. I will say that like uh, B twelve as a character, like I, I didn't realize how much I needed him when he, until he was taken away. Yeah, exactly. That it was kind of cool. Yeah, I I agree with you. It was it was kind of cool from a, almost like a storytelling perspective, um, for you to feel like like you uh like like you missed missed him. And there's also I think there was a, one of the robots was like also helping you out at this point as well in a way like you're mm-hmm. trying to um you know reclaim B12 um and 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 get him back. And I yeah I I I sort of enjoyed that part as well. Um. Yeah, I think I'm ready to kind of to kind of rate it and uh yeah, and, and call it same. a day. Um yeah, it's, it's a cool game but given its length and the fact that it's not necessarily like giving us some mind-blowing like crazy ending like inside or something to talk about for hours, right? Then it's just there's just not a lot to uh to say. Um to for me, I am in between like a B and a C here. I'm in between like a like a 7 and an 8, I guess. Same. Uh, but I, I, I really think it would be sort of like a 7.5. Uh, but And that, that uh, 7 is competent in our scale. So I'm going to say that this game is at the very least competent. I think I'm going to leave it at that. Um, <laughs> I was going to go with good shit, honestly. I was leaning. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck between the two. But if I had to like go between a 7 and 8, the game was enjoyable enough yeah. to be good shit, you know? So, yeah, I don't. The the game uh, the game I mean, it brought a smile on my face and you're right I wasn't like it for me I wasn't a chore like it was mm-hmm. not a chore to beat the game I I will say it is a chore to do achievements that's yeah about it yeah yeah but the for game sure. in and of itself I had enjoyed my six hours with it and uh, yeah and uh, it, it's you know I, I, playing as a cat is kind of cool so and it, and it, and it sort of works and like I said I I enjoyed the uh, I enjoyed the 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 controllers like aspect to it, like you know the the dual sense stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if I don't know yeah, if they played it on PS five. I, pl- or PS4, I did play but... it on PS five. There was a lot of like haptic feedback stuff that they did with it too. Um, yeah, that I remember. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna give it the same. I was sort of divided here. I'm gonna go with you on this one. Uh, eight out of ten. Good shit for uh, Ready Press Play. Uh, we both agree on it. And I yeah, yeah definitely funny is. Yeah, it's kind of I got to say, it's kind of funny because normally it's always the other way around. It's like you're the one you're either bringing my score down or you're bringing my score up every time. This yeah. is the first time where I've ever influenced your score. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I sort of feel like we've been uh, we've been meeting each other, though, with these. Like, as I think I think with uh, I think with Trek Toyomi, I think we thought that was uh, competent. I think with Oxenfree, we thought that was unremarkable. I think with uh, Ghost of Tsushima, <laughs> we gave it a marvelous, and then with marvelous. this one, we're giving it good shit. So we're kind of like we're adding parameters to our scale. It's it's, uh, it's making <laughs> it's it's now starting to mean something. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. We have comparison points. Um, cool. Yeah. So I think this is it. Louis, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, just try try it out. Play it. If you have PlayStation Premium, definitely it's worth it. Um, oh yeah, not that's gonna right. Say not gonna say I don't know if I, how how um well, how well I how would I rate it if I were to say how much is this game like in like a non premium that's what uh, I'm, I'm gonna look it up but I think it's like twenty bucks if it's twenty bucks is it yeah it's definitely yeah it would it's worth twenty dollars yeah buy it yeah I'd agree with that I'm pulling it up on uh okay all right so we'll have a we'll have to do a new evaluation actually because it's it's not twenty bucks at least on Steam it's twenty nine ninety nine. Ooh, that... it's gone down to competent. <laughs> yeah, it's, 
<laughs> I, price to price to value competent. I I would argue, you know, maybe it's a it's a good like it, it's a good play it on the subscription if you have it. If not, maybe wait for a sale. I'm sure this game will be on sale for twenty bucks at some point or even less. Um, so I definitely think it's worth uh, at least twenty bucks. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, it is time to end. Thank you so much for joining us for the uh, what the fourth episode of One Game at a Time. Don't forget to subscribe, give us a nice review, and tell your friends about the show. You can find the podcast at Ready Press Play on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at PowerUpDan and Lewis. At Chocolaka88. That's right. See you next time. Bye-bye. Peace.